Hey everyone, welcome to a sneak peek into season two of A Change of Brand, a show featuring behind the scenes stories of rebrand, glory, drama, and everyone's favorite disaster. I'm your host, Blake Howard. Now we took a long break and maybe you thought this was a one and done sort of thing, but I am sorry, my friend, you are mistaken. Or maybe you thought we had just run out of stories. Well, you'd kind of be close with that one. Major consumer rebrands have slowed down through the pandemic, but we have managed to arrange some fantastic, classic textbook rebrands to pull apart and to learn from for season two, as well as some more modern recent change stories. Throughout all of them, you will see one common thread, change is hard. And we want to celebrate the hard work of the design and branding community to go deeper than color palettes and typography and talk with brand leaders and agency creatives who will tell it all. Well, not really all. And that's one thing that I've learned in our outreach efforts is that people don't want to really tell it all or be a guest on a podcast to talk about a famously failed or controversial project. Or if they do appear on the show, they can't really slander their current employer or client, which is probably a good thing for them, but kind of a bad thing for us and for storytelling. For example, despite all of my efforts, no one who was at Gap in the late 2000s wants to go on record with what the hell happened, which I get it. And that's why this season we are introducing speculative stories with expert commentary attempting to peel back the layers of what could have happened as well as give their opinion on the work itself. We'll have those in addition, of course, to our firsthand account stories. To get your brand nerd noggin really humming, here are a few highlights. So an email dropped in our inbox. It was the back end of 2019. I was super intrigued because here's a company that definitely polarizes opinions of people. This is what we want. This is why we want it. And this is how we want this to go. And so you're left completely and no doubt about what they're looking for, which I personally quite like because you know where you're at with these things. The complaints and the challenge with Fiverr, which I've heard again and again, is that in some way going to Fiverr is robbing people of work. We had a very frank chat, in fact, and it was really kind of like refreshing to be like none of these kind of like yeah great presentation then you get the email three weeks later which is like we didn't like any of it and you kind of go like oh my god i'd never have guessed it will never not be controversial for us to work on projects which are affecting a status quo we got a call that they were interested in talking to us about some work that I'm going to be honest, they had already started, which was to kind of rethink the brand. Their 40th anniversary was coming up and they were really trying to refresh kind of the overall presentation. It was really kind of just moving the needle just a teeny bit from where they were. One of the directions was really to think about the siren and sort of what her role would be in sort of curating all of the different things that are in Starbucks today. Creating the name for the Cadillac Escalade, that's probably the most notable just because it's out there on the road and it was an overnight smash hit for those guys. The funny thing was when we presented that name, they didn't like it. They made fun of it. One of the guys said it sounds like an air freshener. I thought, yeah, it kind of does. 
naming a product is hard. Naming a new company is harder. Renaming an existing company is without a doubt the most difficult because you're replacing either years or decades of equity. It's hard to give that up. And we get our identities, our personal identities from the brands we work for and represent. They phoned us up. It was really an unusual process in that we didn't meet face to face. You know, normally the client is going to undergo something like this. You know, you have some conversations with them, you put together a big presentation, you go down, you meet with them, and you show your work and you talk about why you're best suited to help them out. None of that really happened. You know, we had a few conversations with them, we just had a good feeling. They were really interested in working with us. And the next thing you know, we were heading to Dallas. The CMO said, Lippincott has their recommendation. I have a different recommendation. And we presented, you know, what we thought was right. At the end of that, the CMO said, I really think we need to do more research. We need to study this further. I think I might have snapped a little bit at that point. That got them exactly where they wanted to go in terms of a slightly antiquated 10-letter word as a name. You know, instead, could we just have a wordless symbol do the communicating work for us. And I think when you hear that, I mean, I think if there are designers listening to this, you know, clients want their Nike swoosh or they want their thing that kind of communicates without words. I credit those 50 years worth of people who actually had stayed the course and set the stage for this rather than any genius that we brought to the table. You know, if their mark for 50 years had been an eagle holding a, you know, a, a bag of money in one talon and, you know, a bunch of, you know, uh, electric bolts in the other talon and kind of had some Latin inscription over and some other stuff. And we said, you know, that's too old fashioned looking. How about two overlapping circles in two primary colors? That's when you get the blowback. Season two launches September 21st, and we hope you will join us then. You can also find out more about the show at achangeofbrand.com, or you can follow us on Instagram. I'm your host, Blake Howard, signing off. 